everybody's week been? Better than the beginning of the week, right? With this, all these ads and election craze. Ugh. This is just a whirlwind of a year. I don't even know if it's been decided yet, right? It still hasn't, right? We'll find out who's president next year. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll demand a recount, and then it'll just start all over again. <laughs> they won't obviously have to recount every place. But who remembers what we've been talking about? Sam, what you got? Listen up. That's right. Oh, snagged it. What's it been about? Hearing the voice of God. Uh. Who preached last week? You did? Just kidding. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Who? John. Oh, is it two weeks ago? What was last week? Yeah, that's right. It was the prophecy night. You're right. So two nights ago. You can have it. Go ahead. So who who acknowledged it was you, right? Yeah, I'll give it to both of you. There you go. All right. Last last question for you is who remembers the story in the Bible that John used? That was in Kings. Who remembers what that one was? Huh? 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 Josh? He left. Yeah, that's right. He was, he was mad. He was sad. Yeah, he was, he was mad. Maybe that jogged someone of his memory. So in connection with that, I guess that wasn't the last one. This was the last one. What? was God in? What was, what was it that, that God was in? There were different things described. So that God wasn't there. God wasn't in that. God wasn't in that. What was God in? You guys remember? Oh, he said it. Huh? Huh? What you got, Abby? That's right, Caitlin. <laughs> he did. He, he gave it away. Nice job, Kevin. <laughs> Hey, they didn't figure it out anyway, so. We got a little bit left of this series. We got two more weeks after this, and then we'll be done with it. But, based off of the game we were playing, what do you guys think we're talking about today? <laughs> yeah, what a loser. Can you guys think? What do you think I'm going to be speaking on? What you got, Cyrus? Well, kind of. What you got, John? Well, obviously... Obviously, I'm going to be preaching the Bible, and I hope that you listen to what I say, right? <laughs> what you got, Anna? 
Bingo. Following the leader. But hey, I want you guys to follow all leaders out there. Who here knows there's some bad leaders in this world, right? There's a few bad eggs out there. Yeah. <laughs> Cole knows. <laughs> but really, listen up to your elders, to your leaders. The title of this sermon is Follow My Voice as I Follow His. Follow my voice as I follow the voice of Jesus. You guys know who said that phrase in the Bible? comes out of 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. It says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Nice work, Gregory. Oh, did you get it up there? I thought you did. 11.1, it should be. No? 1 Corinthians, not Chronicles, yeah. That's Old Testament. Yes, well, go read that one too. But just kidding. <laughs> A little bit different time during Chronicles. But follow me, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. That was Paul saying, if I'm following Jesus, I'm somebody you can follow too. But obviously follow Jesus. That's, that's the main person to follow. You don't want to be having leaders in your life that don't follow the example of Christ, right? If your leaders suddenly go off the rails, hopefully I'll boot them out of the ministry. <laughs> but, but really, in your life, choose well who influences you. Do you guys know that you can do that? You can choose who influences your life. One way we hear the voice of God is by following those who also hear his voice and can help teach you how to follow it. You guys need to have people in your life that know how to hear the voice of God well. One example in scripture that is a very common example in regards to this, and I think I shared it previously in this series, was Samuel was being told by God, he was getting his name called out in the middle of the night while he was sleeping, as a teenager actually, and his mentor taught him that's the voice of God. Eli was a mentor in his life. He was somebody who was a, able to pour into the life of Samuel, to build him up, to grow him, to mature him into a man of God. And he was arguably one of the greatest priests in the Old Testament. He was a phenomenal guy. You can go read all about it in First Samuel. But... Obviously, he wasn't a perfect leader. But you guys, be careful with who you allow to speak into your life. You have the choice of what voices you listen to and who you're going to follow. Paul was saying, follow my example as I follow Christ because they had the choice of who they followed. And he was trying to influence them in a good way, saying, hey, if I'm following Jesus, you can trust me and you can do as I say. But if I'm not, then... Don't, don't follow it. <laughs> this is a key factor as to who to have influence you. If they're following Jesus or not. I would hope that you guys have people pouring into your life that have their life being in, poured into by the Lord. And that's not just 
teachers in your school who they may or may not know the Lord. I don't know. But hopefully it's more than just people giving you earthly wisdom. That is, people that are giving you godly wisdom, wisdom that's beneficial for this life and then the one to come, too. God's given us leaders for our benefit. I would argue that everybody is influenced by somebody. Everybody on this planet. Whether people want to agree with that or not, I mean, it's up to them. But every single person is influenced by someone. Your parents is a big example, right? Your parents can be a great influence on your life. But you can choose whether or not you let them influence you, right? Who knows that they can not listen to their parents? <laughs> Anybody? Hopefully that's not you guys. You guys pay attention to your parents all the time, right? Yeah? No? <laughs> but God has put people in our life for our benefit to learn from. And it's our choice whether we're going to heed advice, heed wisdom. God chooses to use leaders God chooses to use mentors to pour into your life. Some of you may be saying, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. Well, a great place to start is somebody who knows the voice of God and allowing them to speak truth into your life. I mean, such as myself, obviously. There's other leaders here. But hopefully, if your parents are believers, that you're allowing them to speak into every area of your life. Because they want to see you succeed more than anybody, I would argue. Even more than me. And I want to see you guys succeed in life, big time. Hebrews 13. I'm doing New Living Translation for a lot, Gregory, so I'll, I'll let you know if I switch translations on it. But this one specifically, New Living Translation, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. If you guys got your Bibles, pull it up. But it says, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Sounds like a good thing, right? And that's, that's basically explaining, you want to know who to pick as good influencers in your life? You want to know who you can pick to be a beneficial leader, mentor, pouring into your life? See the fruit of their life. If it's somebody who's constantly in and out of jail, probably not a good person to pick, right? <laughs> if it's somebody that's got a severe drug problem, probably not a good idea. Doesn't mean in the past they, they could have had them, but they're set free from them. Right, John? <laughs> but you guys pick people that you see good fruit in their life. Jesus said, you want to know a tree, if it's good or bad, it's by the fruit. If it's got bad fruit, it's a bad tree. If it's got good fruit, it's a good tree. You'll be able to tell if a tree is good or bad by the fruit it produces. And that goes for the same as getting leaders in your life. When I was a teenager, I didn't have a consistent mentor in my life. I had a great amount of people that I could go to if I had problems, but I didn't have somebody that was like on a regular basis, monthly, weekly, whatever you want to say would be consistent. 
that was I was meeting with consistently, and I wish I did. There were things I came across, things that I did, sins that I made, and troubles that I could have avoided if I would have heeded some wisdom. And part of it was I didn't even have wisdom speaking into my life in certain places. I was not being vulnerable. I was doing my own thing. I was hanging out with with the friends that I wanted to hang out with, and not all of them were the best people to influence me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, as Caitlin distracts things, yeah, she's singing. I'm glad she's muzzled. <laughs> Anyways, I, I did end up getting a mentor about end of high school, and especially after I graduated from high school. And I greatly wish that I had that person speak into my life more earlier on. And they, they were available. They were definitely able to do it, but I didn't uh, really make all that much allowance for it. Now, this is a person who greatly influenced me now. They were the youth pastor that I had when I was in high school. And when I left to go to an internship where I met the lovely Caitlin, and the rest is history. <laughs> um, I, I was down in Texas for that, and then after I was done, I, I came back up to Minnesota, which is where I live, and I got involved in the youth ministry. I heard God telling me, you're called into youth ministry. Go and get mentorship. Get training. Get apprenticeship. Learn from somebody who's doing it. And so that's what I did. I went back home. I got involved in the youth ministry, became a youth leader, and I just consistently, probably on a weekly basis, met with my youth pastor. And we became good friends, and he was able, I allowed him to speak into my life. I opened myself up, and I was vulnerable, and allowed him to be able to speak truth to me, and to give me wisdom, and give me advice about the road ahead. I got a passage of scripture I'm going to pull up here out of Ephesians, Ephesians 4. Verse 11 through 15. This is New Living Translation as well. I've, I've got three reasons why I believe God puts leaders in our life. Three specific reasons. There's obviously more than that. You can think of more on your own. But the three that really stood out to me while I was studying for this and trying to think about what to speak on was, number one is for your growth and maturing. God puts leaders in your life for your benefit. I hope you guys believe that. Your parents are in your life for your benefit. That one might be hard to believe. Your parents are there for your benefit. Because, I mean, the Ten Commandments list is obey your parents in the Lord, and it will go well with you. You will be blessed and live long and prosper. Does that sound like beneficial? <laughs> I would say so. But your leaders are there for your benefit. They're not even there just for the benefit of the leaders, which we benefit. But more than anything, it's there for you. There for you to grow and mature and be strong. And this passage here, out of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11 through 15, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ has gave to the church, the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Do you guys see those people as gifts? 
for your life. Let me say that again. Do you see these people, apostles, prophets? We just dealt with prophecy last week, right? Do you see those people as gifts to you? Pastors, teachers, do you see your teachers as gifts to you from God? Because that's what it says here that they are. It says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. That's us, right? We're the church. We're God's people. Now they're there to build us up. To build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Guys, we need leaders in our life. We need leaders in our life to grow. Do you want to see yourselves grow? Get leaders in your life. Do it. <laughs> Caitlin's got some leaders. But really, if you guys want to see yourself grow and mature into all that God has for you to become the completeness that it talks about here. Growing in every way more like Christ. You need to have leaders. If you want to be strong in your faith, have leaders who are strong in their faith. If you guys want that, if you want to run this race well, if you want to run the race of life well, have people in your life that will help you do it. Cole, if you didn't have a coach to teach you with cross country, do you think you would have done very well? No. We need coaches in our life. We need people who can coach us to help us see the areas that we need help in. Now, being able to grow and mature requires a little bit of pain in the process, right? When you want to see a tree grow well, you have to prune the thing. You have to cut off some things that don't belong. And sometimes that's what we need to do with mentors. We need to allow them to speak into our life. And sometimes we need to hear some things we may not want to hear, right? Nobody wants that. Until after you heed the advice, you apply it, you do it, and you see the fruit that comes from it. We need to allow people to speak into our life, say things we may not want to hear because we need to hear it. Proverbs 24.5 in the ESV translation, Gregory. Proverbs 24.5. I've got lots of Proverbs to share with you guys. If you didn't know, it talks a lot about wisdom. Says a lot about it. Says a wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. If you guys want to be full of strength, you got to be wise. And if you're not wise, how do you get wise? Find some wise people. 
Surround yourself with people that are wise. It says other places, and I won't share this one, but actually I will. It's the next one. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. If you guys want to be wise people, surround yourself with wisdom. I'll tell you this. Wise counsel that loves the Lord is often going to be sharing the word with you which is also a spot that we hear the voice of God, right? So one way you can hear the voice of God is by those who speak it to you. And they want, it, they want to speak the truth for you to grow, to see you grow, to see you mature. That's what I want, as, as Tim would say, mature. <laughs> he says that, if you haven't heard him. <laughs> but I... I saw my youth pastor as somebody who I wanted to be like. I saw the fruit in his life and said, that's where I want to go. That's where God's calling me to go, and that's where, that's one way I can get there. I chose a leader in my life who I wanted to become like. We played this game copycat earlier, right, where we were imitating somebody. We were choosing to be like them. It was part of the game, right? But we were copying the behavior of somebody. Copying it, whatever, whatever they may have been doing. And that's what I had to do. I, I saw somebody life that I wanted to bless mine because they had blessing. They were where I wanted to get to. And I said, I want to be like that. And so I chose to imitate it. And as you can see now, I'm a youth pastor. They were influential in, in, in some way, right? But part number two for this. God has leaders in our lives for your growth and maturing. And number two, to save you from trouble. Who wants to avoid trouble? Anybody? Hopefully you guys want to avoid some trouble in your life. I don't want to see you guys walking into trouble intentionally. <laughs> yeah. But they're there to save us from trouble in our life. You can have people speak into your life. They're speaking the truth. They're giving you warnings, saying, hey, don't do this. It's not a good idea. Do this. But if you don't heed the advice, you'll still get in trouble. We need to listen to the sound wisdom that comes from our leaders. I'll give you an example in my life. If you didn't know, my dad, when he was about my age, was real big into drugs. It was a problem in his life. You guys would not think of that looking at me, right? And I had a dad who was a drug addict. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't, if he was my age, he got set free of drugs before he ever got married and had kids. But he was in his 20s when it happened. And growing up, we knew about it. He told us he was open about his past and the history that he had in the drug world and with alcohol too. He was real big into alcohol. And he told us about it. He was open. He said, hey, I don't want to see you guys doing drugs. It, uh, I'll just tell you now, it leads to nothing. 
I just about ruined my whole life. He almost lost his life multiple times. And he was completely open with me and, and my siblings. I'm one of five. And to this day, not one of us has ever touched drugs. Guys, that's a huge testimony. But it was because he was, as I said before, a parent is a great influence in your life, right? But he chose to be a good influence in steering us the right direction and, and saying, just don't even bother. I, I did it. It's not worth it. And each one of us listened to him. We're like, I don't want that in my life. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't water things down. He was completely open about what the effects of drugs were on his life. And it saved me from trouble. I allowed that influence in my life, that person speaking to me, to impact my life for the better. If I wouldn't have listened to him, I would have not saved myself from trouble. But they're there, and it's your choice whether it's going to save you from trouble or not. Like I said, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 13, 14, out of the ESV translation, Gregory. It says, The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, that one may turn away from the snares of death. And that's what my, da- my dad did for myself and my siblings. He taught us the truth. And we listened to it, and it caused us to avoid the snares of death. Teaching of the wise is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Avoid trouble. The next passage I have is out of 2 Timothy 4. New Living Translation on this one, Gregory. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4. This one says, this is Paul, and he's speaking to Timothy, who's somebody that he mentors. They had a mentor-mentee relationship. And Timothy allowed Paul to speak into his life the truth of God, and he followed in his footsteps. It says here, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Paul was warning Timothy that sometimes people won't listen. Sometimes people don't do the right thing. But don't be like them. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4. New Living Translation. I would argue that this time is already here. This was 2,000 years ago when Paul wrote this. Time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. I would argue that time is already here. The choice is whether you're going to listen to it or not. Because it's for our benefit, right? It's to strengthen us. It's to grow us and mature us. It's to cause us to avoid some hardships and heartaches in life that could have came differently. 
that, that we could have had a different outcome if we made different decisions. They'll follow their own desires. Guys, I hope that that's not you guys. I hope that you don't look for people that just tell you what you want to hear. You don't look for people that will just tell you something because it's what you want to do. That you have people that challenge you in your life. That tell you the honest truth, even when it hurts. Even when it's painful. They tell you something because they love you and they care about you and want to see you succeed and don't want to just tell you something so that you like them. Oftentimes we put things on social media just to get likes, right? The choices you make in life, I hope you're not doing them just to get the appearance of everybody. But I hope you're doing it to please the Lord. Don't follow your own desires, but follow those of the Lord. Amen? The last point I have for you guys. God has leaders in our lives for our growth and maturing. He has leaders in our lives to save us from trouble. The last one is to prepare you for the battles that lie ahead. Now this is in connection with the, with the last one, avoiding trouble, right? But some trouble, you could say, is unavoidable. Battles that come across, you guys will have battles in your life. Some of you have them already. You've got things you're battling in this life, whatever it may be. And those things, they're going to come. Jesus said, take heart for I've overcome the world. Trouble's going to come to you, but take heart. There's ways out of it. There's ways around it. There's ways through it as well. And those are what I'm talking about, are those battles that we're, we're going to go through. Proverbs 24, 5-6 says, out of the ESV, A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. That was the one I shared earlier. The next verse, though, says, For by wise guidance you can wage war. And in abundance of counselors there is victory. You guys want to have victory in your life? You want to have victory in your life? You hate losing. <laughs> Every time, John. If you guys want to have victory, where is it found? In Jesus, yes. We'll put it up there again, Gregory. Proverbs 24, 5-6. A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance you can wage your war. And in abundance of what? Counselors. There is what? Victory. If you guys want victory, I hope you have an abundance of counselors. Because that's where it's going to be. If you guys want victory, you need that abundance of counselors. You need more than just one person speaking into your life. Obviously, you need Jesus. <laughs> right, John? Victory in Jesus. But I really, I really hope that there's more than just your parents speaking in your life. And if you guys have parents that maybe what they're doing, the Lord wouldn't be pleased with, I hope that there's others in your life speaking into it that are 
who God would be pleased with. That God would say, yes, that is truth, that is of me. Follow them as they follow me. An abundance of counselors is victory. Guys, you're going to go to war. You're already in one. I don't know if you knew that. You're going to have war in your life. You're going to have battles that you face. But you can wage war with wisdom, with wise guidance. You can wage war with abundance of counselors. You can get victory in the battles ahead. The example I shared with you of my dad, I was able to have victory with the temptations that came at me later on in life because I took that wise advice. I took that wisdom, as well as the wisdom that was paired with other people in my life too. They were saying, yes, I remember your dad. He sucked. Don't do that. (laughs) That was terrible. Other people, they got set free as well. If you guys want victory in your life, I mean, I'm just going to list some things. Anxiety, depression. Those are just a couple big ones that hit your generation hard, including just the world in general right now. If you guys want victory in your life over influence from people in your school, if you want victory in your life over Drugs that hit this city terribly over alcohol. If you guys want victory in your life for the future, have wise guidance. People that can say, hey, I made the mistakes. You don't have to do them. Don't do what I did. Do what I'm doing now. Follow their wise advice. It's greatly beneficial. Trust me. <laughs> Proverbs twelve fifteen, New Living Translation. Twelve fifteen. I just got a few more verses here, and then we're done. It says, "Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others." Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Guys, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Look to your neighbor and say, don't be foolish. (laughs) I got another one for you. Proverbs 12.1. This is... Guys, this is one of my favorites. What, Proverbs? What are you talking about? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Only God knows. We'll see. Proverbs 12.1. Let's read it together. Learn you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Now put up the NIV translation. I like the way I like the way it says it at the end. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. <laughs> now look to your neighbor and say, "Don't be stupid." Do you guys know the Bible calls people stupid? 
I challenge you to go up to your friends and say that. Hey, do you know the Bible calls people stupid? <laughs> see what kind of response you get. What? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction is stupid. Do you guys hate correction? Then you're stupid. <laughs> well, that's what the Bible says here, right? Prepare you for the battles ahead. That's what mentors do. Guys, you're going to have battles. Some of you are in them already. If you want to win those battles, a big thing is love correction as well as respond to it well. Do what they correct, right? Allow them to correct you and then listen to the correction that comes from them because it's there for your benefit. A wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. In the beginning part of that chapter 12, verse 1, is whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Well, if you want to be full of knowledge and love it, then heed it. Listen to it. Allow it. Amen? Fools think their way is right, but the wise listen to others. I want to share this, this here. I think it's just such a beautiful picture of the relationship between Timothy and Paul. We get a little bit of a snapshot, a little bit of a, a piece of it from Paul's writing to Timothy. And we can see the beautiful relationship that they have. This, this incredible mentorship-mentee relationship. But in both of the letters, he talks to him. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, New Living Translation, it says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift. I'll say it again, Gregory. 1 Timothy 4, 14 through 16, says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who, who hear you. We see this example of Paul sees who Timothy is and who he's been prophesied over that he's going to be. Paul reminds him, he says, don't forget what was told to you. Don't forget the giftings that were given to you by the laying on of hands. And they're not just for your benefit, they're for those around you. But really, listening to those wise words in the past will, in a way, it sounds secure his salvation. For the sake of your salvation, keep following it, keep listening to it you listen to the voice of the Lord and follow what he says, guys, you don't have to worry about if you're going to see him one day. As well as it says here that for the salvation of those who hear you. Being this good example to those around him. Now the next one, 2 Timothy, this is the next letter that he writes to him. And he starts out with this. 
chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. Now close your eyes, guys, and listen to these words. And just picture what Paul is describing with his relationship with Timothy. Okay? Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I, now, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Sound mind, as John said. Other translations say that, yes. I would say a sound mind is found in self-discipline. <laughs> Did you guys hear those words? Did you hear the love expressed for Timothy? As well as the, the obvious love that Timothy had for Paul as well. Do you guys want that in your life? Do you want that example of a relationship? This strong friendship, mentorship, this greatly bonded connection that they had. Guys, when they left each other, they cried. <laughs> Have you done that with mentors? Who's done it with friends? Anybody? You cried when you had to say goodbye to somebody? Now I ask you, have you, have you cried when you had to say goodbye to a mentor? When you've had to say goodbye to an adult who speaks into your life and who loves you and cares about you greatly. This is the relationship that Paul and Timothy had, and this is the relationship I want you guys to have. I want you to have this with people, but it's your choice who you let influence you. It's your choice who you let speak into your life. It's your choice as well how much you open up, how much you leave yourself vulnerable and be your honest self. And allow them to speak the truth to you in love, knowing that they want what's best for you. Guys, this is such a beautiful picture that's painted out in Timothy, in Second Timothy. I just love the way he starts it out. I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience. So I pray that that's for you guys. I pray you guys have that. And if you don't, don't give up getting it. It's worth it. Guys, it's so worth having. And there's leaders here that you know that are willing to be that for you. 
just as a recap, the, the three things God has leaders in our lives for is, for one, you guys remember what it is? For growing, maturing. Number two, save you from what? Problems, trouble. Save you from problems in your life. And three, to prepare you for what? Prepare you for war. Prepare you for battle. Victory. That's right. Amen? We're going to pray, and then we're going to get in groups, and we're going to do co-ed groups this time. Sound good? Let me pray. God, I pray that we would uh, we'd keep our ears open to the, your voice. And one way that, that that can be done is to keep our ears open to the leaders and the mentors, those, those in authority over us, the godly, wise counsel in our lives, that we would keep our ears open to what they have to say. God, I pray that we would heed their advice. We remember that there's victory found in abundance of counselors. And I pray we would remember to walk with the wise if we want to be wise. That's, that's how we do it. We walk with those who are wise. If we surround ourselves with people that are foolish, nothing good comes from it. God, I pray that we would, we would listen to your word and that we would follow those who follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.